0: you are locked on pit your daily podcast on the pittsburgh panthers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. I'm Nick Farabaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports Network at WPTS Radio Station and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, we have preview Friday, so I'll run through the preview, obviously give my prediction at the end of the show, as well as keys to the game and matchups to watch throughout this game. Folks, it's going to be a loaded episode here as we preview Miami Pit for tomorrow, All that coming up and more on Locked on Pit. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. And folks, this episode of Locked On Pit is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet for a steady group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of french fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, and the away team can come to recharge. McDonald's. I'm loving it. All right, folks, let's get into the preview today. Miami coming to town against Pitt. 12 o'clock. Potential rain factor here for Pitt we talked a little bit about that last week um and i think also virginia tech there's a chance for rain in blacksburg that weekend as well so when you look at overall this idea of pitt and miami in pittsburgh right now it's looking like a game that could certainly go kind of sideways for pitt in in a regard Uh, mainly because of of a few things. The rain would impact this game in terms of passing the football, and I think both of these teams are better passing teams than they are running teams. Not that they can't run, again. I think that both teams have proven they can run to a degree, which which is always good. Um, I think that that's something where you look at Pitt and even without Israel Abani Kanda, you have to be impressed by what Rodney Hammond's done. So if you want to first X-Factor of the game for Pitt, I think regardless of if it's reigning or not, I think Rodney Hammond's number one X-Factor for them. Because I think Hammond is what he, what he brings to the table is going to be a more workhorse style, a shifty style, a guy that is so polished for his age group, uh, for or his class as a freshman. And Jalen Knighton on the other side, very much the same way. But Hammond is a guy... That's just so explosive and runs so tough. That guy, you know, (laughs) compared to a Mountain Dew can by Tim Salem this week. And it's a lot of, it makes sense because he is just such a jolt of energy. He runs so hard for his size. He is so physical and he is so shifty. And he has just these great talents, the vision already. It just, he looks very much to be... The real deal. So if can is out, he's going to be a game-ten decision or not, I think I'm excited to see Hammond. I'll make Rodney Hammond one of the X-Factors for Pitt, regardless if it rains or not. But Jalen Knighton is absolutely one of the biggest X-Factors for Miami. And I think when you look at Miami offensively, Knighton is the guy that scares me the most. Now, we talked a little bit about him yesterday and what he can do. But let's, let's talk about specifically what they do with, with him in the passing game, because I think that is actually the most important thing. And more specifically, the biggest thing you look at when you talk about Jalen Knighton is his speed, his elusiveness, and explosive playability. Because he has the same quality that Will Shipley does, is where he can turn up field, hit the gas, and accelerate right away. He's not a build-up speed guy. He's an explosive guy that hits the gas and goes. And this is why it scares me. The star linebacker thing that we talked about yesterday with Brighton Patrician. Patrician's easily playing the better of the two. The issue is he's not a good coverage defender. And that's, there's a few reasons for that. One, the athleticist I think he has tight hips. There's a few reasons why. He isn't great. And Clemson missed a big play to Will Shipley against him from the slot. They kept him in the backfield at the start. They motioned him out, got him on patrician, and they burned him. Do not think that Miami didn't see that. Jalen Knighton had a huge wheel route touchdown against NC State last week. I'm almost certain they're going to bust that out in some manner, in some capacity. They can bust out a seam route in some capacity. He's going to be huge, and I think Patrician is going to be lined up against him once or twice. And I would, I would bet if I had, if you asked me to bet, I would bet that they get a big touchdown through the air of Jalen Knighton. The, the matchup's just so obvious. Patrician versus Knighton is a huge mismatch. Miami needs to exploit. In similar manners, though, you know, that is also to a degree advantageous for Pitt if they can figure out. How to also take away Knighton while guarding Rambo and all these other players, right? Um, I think when you look at what Pat Narduzzi has said this week, clearly the tight ends, that the leaks, the kind of the tight ends just leaking out of the backfield up the middle of the field will not happen. So Will Mallory, Jacob Martin obviously had that happen uh, against Pitt um, where he was just leaking out of the backfield and getting wide open over the middle field. They practice it twenty to twenty-five times. Expect them to be prepared for that. So that's a good thing. But are they prepared for these wheel route combinations? Are they prepared for the seams on the running uh, from the running back? Jalen Knighton is going to be huge, and and Pitt, it's going to be tough to stop because again, if you spread out Pitt, who would you rather? Who would you want Patrician against? Like Patrician is not good against the the pass. Period. So the question is, you either have to sacrifice Patrician's rushing uh, run stopping ability and play Cam Bright more, in which case can Bright actually return to form and can he have a really good game, or you just have to hope and pray that they don't run that and target Patrician. My guess is they're gonna try and play Cam Bright more. I think that makes more sense for them. Um, it it just I think Patrician's gonna be he's at such a disadvantage. This week, specifically, you're not going to see a lot of running backs that are going to stress Patrician like this. Will Shipley was one of them, but even him, you know, he's not that that great receiver just yet. Um, He can become that, but he's not there yet. Knighton's a very polished receiver out of the backfield. So the running backs, I think, in this game, both Hammond and Knighton are going to be huge. Abandoned Canda, if he plays, is also going to be key. And I believe, as well, pass pro from these backs are going to be huge because I think Pitt's going to dial up a lot of pressure. In this game, so the question is going to be: Hey, can the, can Knighton pick up blitzes? Um, can Hammond play there if if Abanding Cannon is not going to play? We know Vincent Davis can. Does that mean we're going to see more Vincent Davis? Um, that's a question to ask, right? I think these are all very good questions because I think both of these teams are going to try to blitz a lot. I think they're going to try and get in the quarterback's heads. Pitt specifically is going to try and rattle Tyler Van Dyke for good reason. I think that they want to do that, try to force some turnovers, try to copy some. Turnover plays where he hasn't looked all that comfortable against blitzes. It makes a lot of sense to me that the blitzes would be huge. So the question is going to be: Can Miami's backs pick up those blitzes when Pitt sends the overload blitzes? Can Pitt do it with Abani Kanda out? It's who's going to be able to mitigate the strengths of of each other's running back room? Because I think both Hammond is a mismatch. I think Abani Kanda is a mismatch. I think Vincent Davis and space is is a good formula for Pitt as well. Miami comes into the game with most missed tackles in the ACC this year. Um, that's going to be a key thing for Pitt, I think, to exploit in the secondary in space with Hammond, with Bannikanda, whoever it might be in the running back room, and, and for Miami taking advantage of that patrician versus Knighton matchup, I think will be an X-factor and key for them. All right, folks, let's talk about the other side. Let's talk about Pitt's offense versus Miami's defense. Where can we see uh, some things as well and, and some more X-factors But before we do that, I want to let you know about McDonald's. Because McDonald's, it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. And in a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of french fries and McFlurries. And McDonald's has always been about more than just getting tasty and affordable food. Win or loose, it's a place where teammates, competitors in the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place where you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So folks... Head to your local McDonald's right now, get some food, reconnect, refuel, do all of that because McDonald's has always been more than just a place for that. It's a place where community can come together and do more. And a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. Still going strong here on Preview Friday. And folks, Pitt looks really good, I think, offensively against this Miami team. And by really good, I mean there's almost no reason why the trend should not continue against Miami this year. Look at what they've given up to their Opponents this year it has not been pretty. It has not been pretty. 44 to Alabama, 23 to App State, 38 to Michigan State, 30 to Virginia, 45 to North Carolina, 30 to NC State. So every Power 5 team they play this year has scored at least 30 plus against these guys. And yes, I understand it's new guys and They've kind of worked around everything, and yes, 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 I understand. This is obvious and, and very true. Um, But Pitt, even without Addison, without Abani Kanda, uh, they could have them, of course, their, their game time decisions, but let's assume that they don't have Jordan Addison, and Izzy Abani Kanda have more than enough weapons to still kind of ignite that offense. And you looked at when Bubba Bolden isn't in the game last week, And while there are flash plays from guys like James Williams and Cameron Kitchens and Marcus Clark and those young freshmen, for Miami, there's also opportunity for big play. And Pitt has a lot of big play receivers. I think Jared Wayne is playing like an absolute stud right now. And I mean that considerably. He's playing like an absolute phenomenal player. He's looking like a chain mover. He should be. Honestly, this week, he might be the wide receiver one. They might double him. That'll open up for Taysier Mack, who Mack's obviously more than capable of doing things himself. And I talked about this last uh, last episode, but I think Stovall's going to have an opportunity to work underneath and, and get some key yak. I think Shockey Jacques-Louis also going to have that opportunity. I think the 12 personnel packages are going to come out big time this week. I think it makes a lot of sense for Pitt to get Bartholomew and Kroll involved at a hefty load. Um, crossing routes, I think, are going to be huge. What who Whoever that's to, whether that's Stovall, Jacques-Louis, we've seen Wayne. Uh, he had a big play on the crossing route, called back uh, a few weeks ago. Um, there's a lot of ability here for Pitt to just dice up Miami. You look at Miami's defense, man. They let up things in the middle of the field as well. Deep throws to the tight ends, you know that shot play they run from from the uh, the, the slot, um, with 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 Kenny kind of rolling out and Addison running that deep post. If he plays, I think that'll that'll show up more than a few times. I think even if he doesn't play, I think you're going to see guys run that route and, and try to exploit that hole. Um, and rightfully so, of course. Um, I, I think that they have a key exploitation of something there. And and you look at, overall, what Pitt can do offensively, and with Kenny Pickett being the most important player, and with how well their offensive line is playing, they're going to have options. And I've I've said it before, I don't think that there is a team right now that can match Pitt man-to-man for an entire game. I've yet to be proven wrong. Virginia Tech tried to do it. They tried to contain Pitt. They couldn't do it the whole game. Clemson... Had him for a good bit, couldn't do it the whole game. And even when Addison went out, Pitt had really good-looking drives that were really humming, and then obviously the penalties showed up. And trust me when I say this, I don't think Miami has the pass rush that Clemson does. I think that Pitt, yes, they're going to see blitzes, but I think they faced an even tougher opponent just last week against Clemson. They were up to that task. Um, I think that Pitt, as long as they take care of the football offensively, because let's talk about that Western Michigan factor, right? That Western Michigan factor. What would have to happen for this game to go like Western Michigan? And the, there are a few key things. One of those key things is turnovers from Pitt's offense. They only had one last week, the Crow fumble, but against Western Michigan, Kenny Pickett had a fumble. There was a bad snap by Drexel, and there was Kenny Pickett's interception. He played great that game, but 3-0, to zero, it took off those it took off promising drives. It gave some points away to Western Michigan. Without those three turnovers, Pitt wins that game. So, if Pitt does turn the ball over, they're going to need a few interceptions or fumbles or whatever. Again, they got two key turnovers against Clemson. The Obviously, the Dennis the, uh, pick six and then the Demarionathis the pick, which stalled a promising drive for Clemson. So, they're going to need big plays against Van Dyke as well. But I think as long as they don't get in a hole in the turnover battle, like a 3-0 hole, I think that'll be the key point. I think Pitt's going to be able to move the football on both ends. I think they'll be able to run the football to a degree. I think they'll definitely be able to throw the football, whether the conditions are bad or not. Um, I think that they're going to have a really, really potent offense in this game. I, I I find it hard to see them not having a really great offense in this game, they're humming as well as ever. Kenny Pickett's playing at a high level, and they have more than enough options outside of Addison and Abandoned Canada to still be dangerous and still be a very good offense. They were moving well against Clemson's defense without both of those players there uh, for a good while, and they, they would have had a touchdown drive um, if they didn't. They would have had two touchdown drives if the penalties, some of them that I did not agree with, obviously, um, were not called against them. So I think that this, this team is just finding ways to win in different ways and I think with different personnel they found ways to win so I think that this offense is going to be a really dangerous offense against Miami it's going to be a tough slog for Miami's defense the young DBs are going to have some plays they're going to be aggressive they're going to try to make splash plays but as long as Kenny Pickett can really use his veteran savviness and and keep playing at the high level he's been playing and I think Pitt is going to really move the football well against this Miami defense all right folks let's break down the game in clear and blue water, and I will give my prediction. However, first, I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever with the new web interface at the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season, so head to their updated desktop or website. And sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus and That's the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts, folks. Let me let you know about a secret. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Folks, if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out because for protein bars, they're often chalky and waxy and just awful. You just feel like you have to choke them down. You don't have to do that. For Built Bar, Built Bar is healthy and tasty and they have great flavors. Raspberry, coconut, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. All of them tasting great. And guess what? They're also healthy. They are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the health benefits you get with protein bars are still there with the flavor to go with it. So folks, go to built.com and use the promo code LAC15 against the promo code LAC15 and get 15% off on your order. Use the promo code LAC15 for 15% off at built.com. folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast let's break this down folks as a really big just macro view of it all what are some keys to the game for pit i think offensively it's making sure to take care of the football biggest thing turnovers 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 do not commit them whatever you do. Second, get other guys involved and use those crossing routes that have been so potent against Miami this year. I think that's going to be a huge part of the game plan. I think the running game will come along and they'll need Vincent Davis and Rodney Hammond to both really do it at a high level. And I think they will rise up to the occasion um, with that in mind. I do think though, defensively, there's a few things. One, I think Pitt has to blitz Van Dyke and and get him a little bit rattled and figure out, hey, this is what we can do against him, this is what we can't do against him. We have to limit the explosive plays because this is an explosive offense that they're going up against. Between Knighton, between Keyshawn Smith, between Charleston Rambo, between Mike Harley, between all these players, the explosive plays are going to be very, very prevalent. They're going to try and get explosive plays. They're going to really push the ball down the football field. And that's the hugest thing. Pitt's defense needs to stop the explosive plays. Not too many explosive plays get a turnover or two here or there. That will really help them, I think, grow into their own as a defense. Secondly, on the defensive side of the football, outside of just explosive plays and rattling Van Dyke, you can't let them run the football well. Because I think when you looked at Clemson last week they did run the football well to a degree and they just kind of went away from it for whatever reason I never truly got why they stopped running the football so much you know it was tied 7-7 yes they went down 14-7 but they kind of shied away from their running game a little bit too much they passed the football more than they ran it when they had way more success on the ground than against Pitt's secondary so I think when you look at that you you can't get beaten by this offensive line. Not that the Miami offensive line sucks. They're not great, I don't think. I think Pitt, you know, with Cancy, with Baldonano, with Alexander, they have opportunities here to get after Van Dyke as well, especially if you run those overloaded blitzes. Um, but I think that that's a really key thing as well for Pitt. More importantly, you really just need to make sure you stop the running game. Make them one-dimensional. Yes, it's probably going to be what they want to do anyways, but don't let them control the clock. Do not let them keep the ball away from Kenny Pickett. Make sure that, not maybe not first and foremost, but I think that stopping the run is also a key thing because then Miami can dictate what coverages you run, can dictate what wrinkles you do. If you're worried so much about them potentially also coming in there and, and just shutting you down and, and all of that, yeah, it, it's not going to be... Good um, for Pitt at all. If Miami starts to get a running game as well on top of explosive plays out of the backfield, it's going to be really bad because they started to do that against NC State and completely controlled it. Other factors that you have to watch Manny Diaz. I mean, listen, this guy's a pretty bad in game coach. Um, just the, the questionable timeout last week against NC State to give him a free touchdown. I don't know what he was doing there. There's a lot of schematic questions I have, Manny Diaz. Um, I just don't think he's a good game manager. So if you get maybe a, a break from Manny Diaz doing something that's a little bit questionable, I think you have to watch that. Um, I think you also have to watch for the rain, as we talked about earlier. If it does turn out to be a really rainy day, I think it's going to take on a different tone. And running the football is going to be more important. And so that's where your running backs come in. We talked about the running backs as the X-Factors. For Pitt, defensively, their X-Factor is not just going to be... It's not just Patrician or or Bright or whatever. I think Bright's the biggest X-Factor. I also think, though, that when you look at their true X-Factor, I also think that Eric Hallett's going to be a big X-Factor for them because they're going to try and get Rambo in the slot against Hallett. Teams have tried to get their big guys against Hallett. I think Justin Ross was against him, and Tavion Robinson was against him. He responded well. Can they do it against Rambo? Though can he do it against Rambo? Eric Howitt's gonna have to have a big game, continue his upswing in momentum as he has over the past few weeks. Um, for Miami defensively, James Williams is gonna be big. He's a six foot four safety, huge safety. Um, so they're gonna be able to match some size. But can he defend Crawl? Can he defend Mack? Can he defend Wayne? Can he defend those taller pit receivers that might try and body him um, or or get some separation on him? Can he do that? That's going to be a big thing as well to watch for the Hurricanes. He's going to be a big piece of their potential success defensively, if they have any at all, against Kenny Pickett. And, you know, people would look at the history of Kenny Pickett versus Miami. I don't even care about that. Yes, he beat him, and the past three games have been rough for him against Miami. This is not the same Kenny Pickett that teams are used to. This is a different Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett, I, I fully expect to play a very good game and and play at a high level in this one. So my prediction, what is it? I think there's a lot of Western Michigan capabilities here. Um, the between the the offense, the the accurate quarterback, the explosive playmakers with Knighton and Rambo, um, I, with with a defense that is going to be young and aggressive, but can potentially force a turnover, um, there is potential here for Pitt to slip up. And I think more potential than, say, maybe Clemson or Virginia Tech. Yes, the stats say Pitt should win. Yes, the film says Pitt should win. Pitt should be able to get a, a two or three stops, and the offense should pretty much move at will. Yes, it says that, but there could be potential slip-ups, and that's all going to be dependent on turnovers, I think. Uh, turnovers are going to be the biggest stat in this game period, Um, whatever you look at, but I think Pitt should be able to move the ball well, I think they should be able to at least make a few stops against Van Dyke, I think they win this one, I'll go 45-31 to 31 Pitt in this one, going to be a high scoring game I think, going to be a barn burner, I don't think Miami's going to go away easily, but I think Pitt should get this one done, I'll pick them at home to win and cover the spread consequently as well. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening and making Locked on Pit your first listen every day. But don't forget to make Locked on ACC your second listen every day. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms. Folks, as always, thanks for listening and hail to Pit.